0: hello
1: hi what's your name
0: (laughs) it's me andre
1: oh hi andre how's it going
0: (laughs) it's going good okay when i set when i set my name like that just now like it's me andre it reminded me of i just saw this um you know how disney channel has their actors do like the fucking like mickey like silhouette on screen as like ads like yeah it's me bitch and i'm you're watching disney channel like okay so i <laughs> i just watched a brenda song one because i guess she's back on disney channel doing like a like a voiceover for a cartoon you know brenda song like uh london tipton uh-huh. yeah so and, and she and yeah it was like it was kind of a lot like i watched it and it was kind of cringy because like they were really trying to like make her like super like happy and smiley and I don't know she's like an old ass adult now like I don't know 30, 35. And, oh by the way, she has a new movie out on Netflix. Apparently it sucks, but you go girl. I mean keep doing work. But anyway, this Disney Channel little thing, little segment was really cringy. She's like, um, "It's me, Brenda Song from the Sweet Life of Second Cody." I mean the whatever like the new cartoon <laughs> and then she draws the silhouette no that's why she she literally says that she's like oh it's me from the sweet life like and cody um i mean blank and then she draws the silhouette and she's like does like a huge smile and she's like hey it's good to be back and like,
1: oh <laughs> what i hate that i hate that so <laughs> much. i'll send
0: it to you i know i know i know i just like i just had this guttural reaction i can't even explain <sighs> it i was like something's off um
1: She's like, I'm in my mid-thirties, and they're having me do this shit.
0: <laughs> I, she literally did like, like a, like a huge smile, like a little laugh, like, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, um, help me. <laughs> so that was my week. I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. What about you? Uh,
1: you've been thinking about that all week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just haunting me.
1: Okay, well, I have been thinking about my feet. They are kind of collecting an odor. Um, I don't know. It's not like a sweaty odor. It's just a very distinct smell. And I don't know why it's happening mm. or what caused it. Maybe it's aliens. Um, I don't know.
0: I mean, <laughs> you know, they've manifested in weirder ways before, so I wouldn't be shocked. I guess Do you think... but, like foot odor is a new one.
1: Do you think it's demon possession?
0: I, I mean, it could be, you know, demons are evil. We all know that evil stinks. Literally, apparently it smells like um, sulfur. I literally read that once, by the way, that like apparently demons smell like sulfur. Yeah. Like, you know how like rotten eggs smell? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. Um,
0: But I I read that in like a, like a medieval account, though, like medieval, like a long ass time ago. But that's like a thing people wrote about.
1: You saying that proves to me that you've never seen the show Supernatural. And honestly, Andre, good.
0: I I must miss I must have missed something, or maybe it's not in the first season. Because I ditch I did watch the first season a couple of years okay. ago. I did stop, but I did watch that. Yeah.
1: You know I watched. What,
0: what do you say? Good.
1: <laughs> I watched probably seven or eight seasons, and I wanted to stop at season four because after that it was all painful all the time. Terrible, terrible writing.
0: So you wanted to stop, but you kept going. Three more seasons. You know what?
1: When you're a sad, lonely person, you just you just you <laughs> hit next. You know what I mean?
0: It's just inertia at that point.
1: Yeah, it's it's a coping mechanism, even if it's painful.
0: Is that show still going on? Oh my
1: god, I think they're finally ending it. I don't know if it already ended or what, because like I, it was gone in my heart that... after season four.
0: That is insane. Doesn't it have, like, 14 seasons something or something like stupid like that?
1: You know, they milked that money cow. You know what I mean? They just kept on milking it it's so dead.
0: sad, though, like... Like... Oh, by the way, welcome to Scary Talk, everyone, where we talk about TV shows and popular culture and nothing scary. But anyway, listen. Um, I... <laughs> we should just rebrand our fucking podcast and be honest with ourselves. We're just the, the... The Britney something bullshit podcast. <laughs> okay, wait. So here's the thing, right? About, like, milking shows. Um... I think that, you know, a company does what it has to do and profits off its properties as much as it can. However, I really believe in letting something die with dignity. And I just, like, I understand overextending something a little bit. Kind of like a show overextending its stay in the public zeitgeist because, you know, the company just couldn't resist. But companies aren't stupid. Like, they know when their shows are declining in quality. I feel like... Oh, I, I think they know. They must know. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, maybe maybe they don't care, though. I guess as as long as the ratings keep coming in, maybe they don't care. But I was going to say that I feel like they, they know their show's declining quality. And a little overextension, okay, sure, whatever. But, like, a lot overextension, like overextending a show by, like, two, three more seasons than than you can even write for, that you even have ideas for. And it, it's, like, these dry-ass seasons, these boring-ass episodes. Like, I can't.
1: Try, like, six or seven seasons overextended for Supernatural. Like, that's how bad it was. That sucks. Yeah.
0: And, and you know what happens, too? That, like, any existing, like, overarching, like, themes that could have possibly started when the show started, like, the fir- its first season... There's no way they're still doing those like overarching themes like yeah. thirteen seasons later. It sucks because like what happens is that like you almost feel like that arch was completed some seasons ago and, and, and you're like, wait, so then why is this still <laughs> why am I still watching? What they try to do is they try to replace those, you know, previously existing arches with the new ones. Like, oh, he has a stepbrother, he had one all along and it's like, no, <laughs> we don't care. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> they bring back dead Um, characters
0: that should have stayed dead. Yeah, and it's like, no, like, the most, the most, to me, the most salient example of this is the show Revenge, the ABC show Revenge, which I loved, but even when I watched it, I watched it as, like, it came out. I remember I was, like, a live fan, right? Like, I I would watch the episode every week. Um, I... Oh, fun fact, I watched that show. (laughs) like, Like, me and my sophomore, um... Like in high school, my sophomore English teacher, she'd also love that show. And so we'd, we'd watch it, and then we'd talk about it the next day in class. It was funny. Really anyway, funny. Um, yeah, weird bonding experience. But anyway, um, I watched the show, and even I knew after the first season that like it really shouldn't go on but i couldn't resist watching it so i understand what you're saying it went it went on for four seasons in the end and the fourth season was super anticlimactic because they had to rush an ending basically yeah because they found out midway through the four their, their, their writers of the show found out midway through their fourth season that their fifth season had been canceled and they had to wrap shit up and it just felt so rushed anyway um it's based off of the Count of Monte Cristo, basically. It's a revenge story, right? Like a daughter tries to avenge his father who was betrayed by some family. The thing though is that that show like worked perfectly as a one season show, and you you like I felt it like when the the last episode I was like it literally could end here and it's perfect, yeah. But then they overextended it, and you know like. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, <laughs> by three seasons that's a lot I don't know I don't know it's just some stories just really don't have to like some stories work great as movies yeah. you know some stories that are long as shit and you literally can't condense them into a movie there are stories that are the opposite and people try to overextend them to shit
1: yeah they do because they know that they can And that people will watch them
0: it's just tragic like oh glee was tragic like that show should have had three four seasons at most and ended up having like six it was just bad um a lot of the characters left like once that guy died like finn you know like leah michelle's then boyfriend in real life by the way also very tragic like i feel like that should have been like a, don't know it's just fucking weird it just sucks because you can tell like quality just keeps going down and down and down and movie franchises do the same thing it's not as noticeable because a movie is much more of an event than like a a new season of a show is unless it's like i don't know game of thrones but like still you can see that a lot of franchises that are very like long-lived the movies just keep going down and down and down and they're just trying to like milk this cow that's like on its deathbed like i watched a new men in black movie the first two were really good like they're great their third one was okay this new movie is shit like it has no funny at all the protagonists have no chemistry i was like this sucks (laughs) um but it has chris hemsworth in it so people are gonna pay to go see it yeah
1: Yeah, that's a bummer all right welcome to scary talk (laughs) (laughs)
0: welcome to scary talk (laughs) We'll just cut all that shit out. Hi, welcome everyone. Welcome to episode thirty-four. What's Today we are talking about <laughs> <laughs> the mysteries of space. Uh, I think that's what we, sh- that was what we should title it. I think originally we we're gonna go for the horrors of space, but I don't know that my topics are necessarily like horrific. So mm,
1: I see what you mean. Um, how about yeah. the horrors of my ass in space? <laughs>
0: i can't wait to hear this <laughs> um uh you go first actually i i, I want to hear what you have
1: okay well it's definitely not about my ass um <laughs> unless you want to hear about <laughs> well that. i want
0: to hear it anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right all right so i want to <laughs> it's just so weird me going first like do people actually want this no one asked for this you know andre <laughs> oh
0: my god. I could I could like make you say hello first in an episode and you'd be like Andre, no one wants that. Like calm down, go. Hello. <laughs> next next episode you're doing next episode, I'm fucking making you doing that. You're gonna hello.
1: Oh, I'm gonna mix it up.
0: And you have to do my stupid you have to do my stupid fucking little laugh too. That hello.
1: <laughs> that's <shit>. Hi guys. <laughs> this is Andre.
0: <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs>
1: All right. So <laughs> say something I would say. Yeah, exactly. I I hear you say that all the time.
0: <laughs> so wait. Say something. Say something I would say.
1: Um. Okay. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I say that to myself in the mirror, but I wouldn't say that on the podcast. Come on, Shannon. Oh, you mean anyway, on the podcast?
1: Okay. Well, personally, I believe it's real. <laughs> I'm fully convinced. <laughs> you don't have to tell that's me funny. twice i'm good, already in my freaking what is it called <laughs> panic room that's andre
0: wow wow you know me so well
1: yeah it's not accurate <laughs> All right. H- Actually, H- what would think?
0: 33 episodes of talking to, to someone and, and you know them this well. Wow! I know. Amazing.
1: <laughs> I will say, I don't know why this is coming up right now, but Andre makes some pretty good lemonade. Um, we would like drink lemonade and discuss conspiracies. <laughs> and that's just that's what I think of when I think of Andre is lemonade.
0: Oh, that's so cute! I actually never heard that, Shannon. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's—I don't know if I ever told you this. I must have told you that like my lemonade was literally fucking like powder no, lemonade. No, I know that. But
1: <laughs> I of course know that it's still delicious. <laughs> but I
0: did, but I did slice. It was really sweet. But I did slice like the little lemons in there, like that. Them that they give it like a, like a cute touch. Yeah, I, I, that, that's cute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, stop. I'm going to stop, like, patting myself. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fresh little take on it. Okay, so totally unrelated to lemons. We're not going to have a segue this time. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the wow signal, which I'm sure everyone has heard of. But have you heard of this?
0: Yeah, isn't that a Lily Allen album?
1: Oh, <laughs> you know, it might be. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, nah, I'm
0: fucking with you. <laughs> um... <laughs> wow, okay, whatever. So
1: I... um. I, I think most people have heard of this. It's one of those things that was circulating the internet, and it is real. However, I th- thought we should talk about it because recently, I believe it's 2019, someone came up with a plausible explanation for it. However, is it an explanation? I don't know. You can decide, Andre. Andre's going to say it is. Isn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So... The WOW signal was a strong, narrow-band radio signal received on August 15th of 1977. It was found in, or it was heard in, the Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope in the U.S. Big Ear, E-A-R, and that's a telescope. So it Hmm. basically was used to support the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, Um, and the signal appeared to come from a constellation called Sagittarius, and it was it was basically. It's hard to explain. The best way I can explain it is very very casually. This astronomer Jerry Eman, I think that's how you say his name, Jerry Eamon He discovered the signal um, while reviewing the recorded data from the Big Ear radio telescope, and all he did was he wrote mm-hmm. "Wow!" exclamation point on its side because he had noticed that it was anomaly. And that's what they call it the wow signal Mm. so (laughs) what was it that he saw that was so amazing so the entire signal sequence lasted um 72 seconds during which the big ear telescope was able to observe it but it has not been detected since and it's been almost is it over 20 years no 50 years 1977 we're in 2019 i can't do math So, <laughs> this unexplained signal, this, this, like, either noise, this interference, something happened that basically was our best evidence that there was something out there that was not us, that was not just, I don't know, what could make a noise and then just disappear, and we can never find another noise similar to it anyway.
0: Uh, An alien, an alien beluga whale. They are very rare, and they also make weird noises that we hear deep in the ocean. And we're like, "What was that?" (laughs) Oh, it was a beluga whale. Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or it could be like space tortoises. (laughs) I don't know. All right, so it
0: could be me crying in sadness (laughs) because Nicki Minaj is retiring from music. Quick segue, by the way. That is true, but not a joke. And I'm fucking like devastated anyway mm. let's keep going what
1: if it's just a conspiracy what if she's saying that so that you'll get super hype when her new album drops in two years oh
0: my god okay someone literally said that what if she's saying that because she's like shadow dropping an album next week and she just wants people to like get hyped yeah and I'm like I hope because I hate this and the I'm album is called
1: <laughs> retirement
0: <laughs> oh no
1: <laughs> oh gosh oh, that would be anyway really but I don't know that is kind of, that's kind of sad Okay, so...
0: I know, I know. Okay, make me happy, please.
1: I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) 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 Alright, so many hypotheses have been um, discussed on the origin of the emission, including natural and human-made, but none of them adequately explain what the signal was or how it came from this random constellation called Sagittarius. Um, So it was also um not containing any encoded information so with all of that in mind our best guess is probably an alien radio transmission something that was sent out either many many years ago and finally hit us and we saw it and or we heard it and then never again mm-hmm. Or it was just a random anomaly that we don't have an exclamation for. Maybe it was like a sun exploding, but wouldn't that sound a little bit different? I don't know. It was just 72 seconds of just unexplainable noise, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's what people thought about it, namely people who are um, (laughs) more qualified than me to say anything. So um, Cornell University physicist Philip Morrison and Giuseppe is it Giuseppe? I don't know how to say that. Cocconi had speculated that any extraterrestrial civilization attempting to communicate with radio signals might do so using a frequency of 1420 megahertz, which is naturally emitted by hydrogen, the most common element in the universe and therefore likely familiar to all technologically advanced civilizations. Um, And that will come into play a little bit later. So what they're saying is It could have been hydrogen, (laughs) Um, and Mm. that's something that it might be, but just keep that in mind. Okay, so the biggest misconception about this is that the WOW signal is some sort of message, but what it appears to be is just a continuous wave signal with no information, basically just a flash of radio energy. Um, the, if you look it up, cause you can see it, um, like the image of when he wrote wow next to the radio wave, it says six.
0: Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a six E Q U J five. And that's only a, mm-hmm. a an, it's like an explanation of the signal intensity over time, but it's not, it's not like what it says. It's not a code. It's just the way that they measured the signal basically. So we know it's not a message. So
0: I'm sorry. Are you are you talking math? Because my brain totally <laughs> shut down. Like I can't.
1: I don't think that radio and like signals and all this audio stuff is math necessarily. It's just I don't know. What would you call that? Okay. Audiology? Go, okay. <laughs> I'm
0: back. I'm back up and running. Yeah,
1: we're not talking about math. <laughs> um, don't
0: worry. No, I know. I no i'm kidding i know what you're saying yeah go ahead
1: okay so we know that it came somewhere in the vicinity of the constellation of sagittarius but the precise location meaning if we were to try to pinpoint or pinpoint like a planet or something which is obviously what we'd be looking for either that or like a satellite um it's not it's Mm -hmm. not easy to do it's it's still uncertain um Because the Big Ear Telescope itself, which is what picked this up to begin with, it has two horns, and each receive a beam from slightly different directions following the Earth's Earth's rotation. So it was detected in one beam, but not in the other. And so it's kind of impossible (laughs) to determine um, which of the two horns it received the signal from. And so that's why we only have a vague idea of where it's located, which is highly unfortunate, but... I mean, we narrowed it down to a constellation, (laughs) so that's something. Um, Yeah. Okay, so, Eamon, the guy who originally discovered it and wrote WoW next to it, he tried for a long time to try and find the signal again, or at least explain the signal. He would check, like, searching for months, and he just didn't find anything. So, it does seem like it was an anomaly. Um, And this is just like a fun fact. In 2012, on the 35th anniversary of the Wow! Signal, the Arecibo Observatory beamed a digital stream toward the area of the signal's origin, and it it consisted of 10,000 Twitter messages solicited by the National Geographic channel bearing the hashtag Chasing UFOs. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so to like increase the probability that any aliens would recognize the signal as intentional communication, the Arecibo scientists attached a repeating sequence header to each individual message and they beamed the transmission like around 20 times the wattage of the most powerful commercial radio transmitter. So if any aliens managed to notice that, it would just be a bunch of Twitter nonsense from a bunch of random people. Which is, you know, a good example of our society, I think.
0: Yeah. They'd be like, wow, dude, this is this is humanity. <laughs> okay. Well, time to kill them all, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think so far? Do you think it was, a, like, an alien ship or something?
0: I mean, I have already heard, like, I heard not too long ago, like, oh, the wow message. Turns out there was an explanation to that. So, I, like... I already have some insight, but, but because, like, years ago, I found out about this, and I was like, oh my god, that totally sounds like an alien transmission, but then someone said that there was actually, like, a scientific explanation for it, a non-paranormal explanation, and I don't know what the explanation is, but I know that there is one, so... Actually, that's never stopped me before. <laughs> um, yeah, I was fucking aliens.
1: Oh my god, that's... A, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> I was like, excuse me, who are you? You are not Andre. <laughs> <laughs> okay so
0: i have been cloned <laughs> my- <laughs> they put your- i am dead this is my clone andre vandella
1: it's <laughs> like a melissa Vandela? is that is that what's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah wow.
0: this, uh, this is ever Av- this is ever levine's clones brother this, that's me
1: wait when are you seeing her again I am seeing
0: Avril Lavigne, um, oh, the fuck, this, in two weeks, two weeks, Oh two my weeks, god, yeah, um, two, two episodes
1: weeks. from now, we get to hear what you think of the clone. Wow, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know, I'll let you know how she performed, if, if she, like, if she measured it up. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Okay, so let's jump into what that supposedly, um, reasonable explanation is. This was posted by Daniela Brightman in the space section of EarthSky.org in 2017. It's an article called, Wow Signal Explained After 40 Years? Question mark. Question mark indeed, Daniela. Mm. So (laughs) basically what happened in 2017 is that this um, adjunct professor of astronomy at St. Petersburg College in Florida, um, Antonio Paris, He basically found a discovery, or, I mean, if you can call it discovery. He proposed that the 1977 WoW signal was most likely generated by a comet. Um, By a what? By a comet. Okay. And so this is how he figured this out. He and his team learned that two comets... 266P Christensen and P2008 Y2 were passing through the part of the sky um, the Big Ear Radio Observatory was surveying when the wow signal was noticed. So they believed that there was a hydrogen cloud accompanying one or the other comet and this would explain why the wow signal was not measured again. The comet that caused it moved on in its orbit. And that's a direct quote. So <laughs> well remember earlier on
0: or what <laughs> go ahead earlier on go ahead, go ahead
1: one of the scientists in the 1950s proposed that a signal like that would come from hydrogen so it's not that far off
0: i mean it's not like what you're saying makes sense and it relates back to what the scientist said in the 1950s the problem is that it sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want reality. Who told you that? I want to be entertained. No,
1: I completely agree. I completely agree. But maybe I can help to ease this pain if we just keep moving forward. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so they... With this um, theory in mind, he and his team like began to survey the region of the sky around Sagittarius once again. They used a 10-meter radio telescope and then... Um, Basically, they waited for the comets to pass through that region one more time and they determined that it the signal did match with the Wow! signal. Um, However, the original signal from 1977 was stronger um, than this signal and his team tried to explain this away by saying, well, ours was a lot smaller than the Big Ear telescope with less sensitivity and so (laughs) That is one thing to keep in mind, and they do admit that it's not certain that it was actually the comet. Like, we genuinely don't know, but this is like a pretty good theory. Um, His observations as well were not published um, in any journals or anything. It was, it appears online in a non-profit organization called the Center for Planetary Science, but aside from that, we just don't We still don't really know, and it's still considered a hypothesis. And here is why I wouldn't put too much stock into it. So, (laughs) he proposed this in 2017, but the hypothesis doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And I mean, obviously, because one, it's not that fun, but also because they did do a more detailed analysis that shows that the comets were not actually in the beam at the correct time in 1977. Um, furthermore, comets are not radio bright at these frequencies, and there is no explanation for why a comet would be observed in one beam, but not in the other. And that's from Wikipedia, who knows everything.
0: <laughs> Dude, hell yeah, I'm telling you. It was the last cry for help of a dying alien civilization, and before they died, before they collided into something, or something killed them, for 72 seconds they were like, help, but their language was like, So, yeah. Or
1: maybe it was like a dying civilization and in those last 72 seconds they put their last baby inside of a rocket ship and they sent it to Earth and that baby becomes Clark Kent.
0: What the fuck does that radio signal have to do with?
1: (laughs) Andre, this is a very well-known DC reference to Superman. I need you to just follow it. I need you to be a bigger nerd than you are.
0: No, I... (laughs) I I know that. I know fucking Superman, but I don't get with, like that would make a sound. I'm confused. Maybe
1: it would. Okay, but like <laughs> we already know it's not a message, so it can't be them screaming and dying, you know what I mean? Unless that's their I, I guess. Don't I don't know. Just just be a bigger nerd.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, I like that. I like I like how you ended that that topic cuz Gives me hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, Wikipedia does have a point. You know, they they have a point, and yeah. I'm here for it because I don't know. It just intrigues me, and I feel like it isn't. It defies explanation, so it could be anything. And when something can be anything, that's when I'm very interested. You know.
0: Have you heard of like I forget what it's called, like the boom or something else? It's another like one word signal basically Mm. but it's from like deep deep under the sea um and it's like i don't know it happened like some years ago like maybe 10 to 15 years ago and um these like marine biologists i guess they were in a submarine and they caught wind of this like big ass sound (laughs) and it was like literally like a big ass sound like uh, that's what they call like the boom or something i know what that was um and they were like what?
1: That was me jumping into the ocean.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to see a beluga whale. Um, uh, turns out it was not a beluga whale. No, uh, they don't know what it is. Like, to this day, they don't know what it is. Like, whatever emitted that sound had to have been, like, three times as big as a blue whale. So they were perplexed. And they still are to this day. And I'm telling you, the kraken is fucking real. Okay?
1: <laughs> the kraken is real, and it's me. <laughs>
0: The Kraken is real, and we eat its babies because they're delicious. Because the Kraken's babies are <laughs> shrimp and octopi, and that's how that works. Giant. The Kraken is just the queen bee.
1: What? Giant squids, like, they do exist. Like, they're huge. Like, I just feel like.
0: No, I know, I know. Hmm. B- but not like bad like here. Like they're not like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like, three times as big as a blue whale, and the blue whale's literally the biggest animal on Earth, Mm, so...
1: Yeah, I think it's possible. We haven't explored the deep sea like we should, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, I don't think the kraken literally, like, it has to be literally the kraken, but I think that there is some, or there are some, strange, even bigger... More massive animals that we may just not know. Like I, I, we really have not explored that. Really seriously, we have not. We've explored like five to ten percent of our oceans, literally. There could literally be anything <laughs> um, down and there. And I find that I know, and I find that so crazy because we feel like we know everything that's down there, and we literally don't. And we find stuff all the time, and we get like amazed by it. Like, oh, an octopi that's like translucent and also rainbow color. Like, and we're like, see, like. That's proof that we don't know shit and here we are trying to like go out into space, which like I mean that make I mean it makes sense. We're trying to go out into space because we need to like a place to colonize since we poisoned our planet. But like it's more it's more it's a more practical use of our time to explore space than explore the ocean, sure. I mean unless you believe in underwater cities, I don't know. But still, I feel like it's important to explore our oceans.
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe Michael Jackson has been down there all along. Yep. Hee hee All right. Do you want me to cover my next topic or do you want to go?
0: No, actually, actually, yeah, I think we should we should go like like bounce. So here I'll cover one of mine. Um, I love how yours are like so scientific because mine's literally like. (laughs) Well, okay. Hi, everyone. Today I'm talking about the Apollo 18 mission slash the movie they made about it and why it's all real. So (laughs) in case you haven't heard. Um, <laughs> the Apollo, um, because people know Apollo 13 because of the movie with Tom Hanks, iconic. Um, but they don't know that there were four other missions after Apollo 13. Um, so Apollo 17 was the last mission and it was, um, sometime in the early to mid 1970s that they went up to the moon for the last time with Apollo 17. Now, what happens? Uh, at the time when, uh, that mission ended, it... <sighs> in 1971 i want to say that's when it was but it was basically early 70s when that ended nasa already had started funding um apollo 19 through 20 and they had already started training astronauts for apollo 18 through yeah apollo 18 through 20 is what they funded and they were training astronauts for Apollo 18 and 19. So they were like thinking ahead and already prepping everything. So what happens? Apollo 17 ends they're doing all this work but then the government doesn't fund them as much as they expected they were going to be funded for that fiscal year I guess and so they have to drop the ball on that which kind of sucks because you know space exploration is cool and I know was just trashing it a moment ago but like it is a cool thing and you know like looking at the moon and shit and learning more about it is important. Anyway, so I guess like the The general public lost interest in the moon once we set foot on it because people are stupid. And so the government was like, I don't know that we see much use in this. And so they didn't fund NASA very much after that. What happens? People speculate that Apollo 18 did take place Hmm. and that NASA just didn't tell people. Now, why didn't they tell people? Well, (laughs) there's two conspiracy theories. I mean, there's a conspiracy theory that Apollo 18 happened. And within that conspiracy theory, there are two branches for the reason why it was hidden. The first branch is the one I want to talk about the most. <laughs> the second branch is that um, it was a failed mission. So either the astronauts just died a very uneventful death on the way there. Thing like Challenger style, like the like the spacecraft failed and so they died. Or, um, yeah. And the first branch, the one that I want to talk about, is... Um, well, you can guess what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so this, okay, and the, and the thing is that this theory got a movie, basically, like, um, uh, the Weinstein Company <laughs> lit made a movie about this in 2011, <laughs> um, and it was called Apollo 18 and I saw it and it was really shitty (laughs) but it was kind of entertaining and it really got my brain thinking and here we are you know eight years later and talking about this so like basically this movie explores that theory and you know to not keep like beating around the fucking bush like the theory is that Apollo 18 found aliens on the moon and the aliens killed the astronauts and the corpses are still there and there are aliens on the moon and they eat people so
1: Uh... um
0: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) um um and the Apollo 18 movie, uh, what I love about it, too, is that it's not just, like, a movie movie, but it's, like, one of those found footage movies, because back in the early 2010s, that was, like, all the rage, um, and not only is it, like, a found footage movie, but it's one that has the boss to claim that it has real footage, but, like, honey, like, obviously, you don't, like, yeah. this isn't real footage, like, um, yeah, like, I mean, the Blair Witch is believable, but, like, this shit, like, NASA hid this for years, and we found the footage, like, bitch, okay, anyway, um, it's so weird because, like, there's like production credits and like direction credits and all kinds of shit on IMDb, on like the internet that you can find information on. But, like, the the marketing campaign when the movie was coming out, they were still like, no, like, you know, like, it's real. And if they weren't saying it was real, they were definitely saying that, well, this isn't real. NASA definitely has footage of this that they're hiding the real footage of the real Apollo 18 mission. And NASA was like, the fuck? Like, no, we don't. <laughs> um,. Exploring the moon is really fucking boring. We don't have anything. yeah. So, anyway. Because, um, yeah, because this movie has, like, aliens straight up, like, jumping on people's faces and fucking killing them. Like, it's a lot. Anyway. Um, so, what happens? So... I guess, okay, so in the. Well, I shouldn't talk about the movie really. I should talk about the theory. The movie is whatever. They made a movie about the theory, but what matters is the theory. So the theory basically says that, you know, like I said, due to budgetary constraints, the other two missions ended, And but NASA was like, no, like, we want to explore some more. I mean, some people say that they actually had something specific in mind that not just general exploration, but they thought that they had found something or seen something. On some of, like, their raiders, And so they needed astronauts to go... Astronauts. Astronauts. (laughs) To go up there one more time. To, like, verify... Did
1: they see the man on the moon?
0: (laughs) Yeah. To, like... (laughs) That's funny. To, like, verify whatever it is NASA thought they had found. Like, basically... It's weird. There's, like, a lot of branches, right? Like, there's a theory of Apollo 18 existed. Then within that, there's two branches. Apollo 18 existed and it was hidden because aliens or it was hidden because it was a failed mission. And then if you go with the aliens branch, there's two um, branches within that. It is, like, NASA knew there were aliens in Apollo 17, but they, like, didn't want to risk their their crew because it was too important or something. And so they brought them back and instead decided to send, like, a guinea pig crew in Apollo 18 or NASA knew nothing during Apollo 17. Once Apollo 17 ended, they found something in like their data or the Raiders or something, and then they decided to send Apollo 18, not a guinea pig crew, just you know a legitimate crew, and they didn't expect them to die at all, but they did. So see there's like a lot of branches. There's like a lot of sub theories depending yeah. on what you believe. Um, I am a crazy person, so I'm gonna go with uh, Apollo 18 is real, and I'm gonna go with uh, Aliens Branch, and I'm gonna go with uh, NASA knew that they were gonna die, and they basically send guinea pigs to the moon. Um, we're, we're already, <laughs> like, down the rock. Ra- we're not even... We live with a rabbit now in the hole, like, literally. Um, so. Thoughts so far? <laughs> and I'm throwing a lot at you.
1: Um, I I think that there's a lot of theories about the moon that I like and I would like to explore for- further, but aliens being on the moon is not one of them, and I don't know what it is about that, but I just, I would sooner buy that the moon is, like, what is it? They think it's, like, an alien spaceship. I would sooner buy that for some reason. Oh, yeah,
0: I've heard that. It doesn't do
1: anything up there.
0: I've heard that. There's, yeah, there's dumb... Yeah, it's not
1: doing anything. Like, I feel like... There... If there were alien spiders, wouldn't they show themselves?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do spiders show themselves very often? They're very sneaky.
1: <laughs> they show themselves to me all the time.
0: Right before you squashed the life out of them?
1: Uh, I I don't always have the balls for that, Andre.
0: Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say yes, and then I was going to say I'm calling PETA. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um uh hashtag veganism anyway so um yeah so, so that's basically the theory okay now let me okay wait what you said about the spaceship that's super funny i've heard about that yeah. um there there are people that are like super dumb and they think that the, the the fact that we can't see the other side of the moon the dark side of the moon like means that it's a spaceship because they don't understand how like rotation works <laughs> anyway um whatever oh well like how, they don't understand like specifically how the rotation in relation from like the earth to the moon works whatever um but yeah i have heard that that's really interesting but really dumb but this is i think less dumb because we have found like weird shit on the moon um we have found more wor- weird shit on mars so mars would definitely be, be more plausible i mean even the concept of martians you know as a thing whereas the concept of like lunars like isn't a thing like yeah. people have never thought of the moon as a place where aliens live but i mean this is just kind of like a janky weird theory that i wanted to talk about but um so, you know, that's the theory so far. Um, something that NASA said when the movie came out that I thought was really sad <laughs> was, like, <laughs> the movie had this, like, scientist, basically, that they hired going around giving interviews, being, like, basically what I told you earlier. Like, they weren't going to push the real angle anymore because they looked too ridiculous doing that. But they did have the scientist being, like, listen, well, this movie is a mockumentary. Um I definitely think that there's a the possibility that NASA could have real footage of a real Apollo 18 mission that are oh just gosh. hiding from the public for nefarious reasons. And th- this guy was, like, you know, like an accredited person with some degree in something, like a scientist. And I'm like, like, obviously, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know me. I kind of just say shit because it's funny. Like, I don't actually believe this. But, like, yeah. it's just, it's just, like... I'm sure there are some people that actually do. And I'm sure that, like, this scientist being interviewed by, like, anyone who would put a microphone in front of him didn't help. Because, he you know, he's spouting all this, like... And NASA had to put out a statement... Being like, in choosing how to respond to the Apollo 18 marketing campaign, we were very wary of severing a a relationship with the filmmakers. Oh, because they had uh, apparently read the the initial script of the movie, and also they allowed the movie to use the NASA logo. And also they uh, lent the movie a lot of actual moon footage because they thought that the Weinstein company, you know, it it makes sense that NASA would do that. Because the Weinstein, you know, uh, movie company, like, it's really big. It's not just some indie fucking filmmaking industry like company and so you know they approached nasa with an idea of a movie and so of course nasa was going to be like oh you know like maybe they'll want to like tell people more about space like oh (laughs) sure um i guess they read an initial script that must have been very um misleading and they you know and they kept going but then the movie actually came out and i guess you know they caught wind of this and nasa was like you know when we caught wind of this we didn't like it but we didn't want to sever our relationship with the filmmakers Um, they said we were hesitant to back out because of concerns that that would feed into the marketing of conspiracy theories. Um, we were in a difficult situation. And when I read that, I just felt so bad for NASA. (laughs) Because I feel like people blame them for all kinds of stupid fucking shit. Like, the moon is a hologram. The Earth is flat. There are aliens on the moon. The moon is a fucking spaceship. Like, the moon is made out of cheese. And it's just like, NASA's just like, can people just, like... (laughs) <laughs> read books and like can they can just be interested in space like without all the extra shit like space is interesting as it is I feel like NASA is just a bunch of like really like sweet nerds that, like sit, sitting around a table like trying to like build rockets and meanwhile there's people that are like you fucking nerds you're building <laughs> bullshit like the moon is a hologram anyway and they're like uh, <laughs> um, wow.
1: that's, yeah. that's kind
0: of what it feels like to me
1: <laughs> yeah you're not yeah. wrong I feel bad for them now
0: Yeah, so this movie, like, kind of bullied NASA because they were, like, you know, they took what they could from them, like, their logo and, you know, permission to use some footage. And then they turned this movie into basically the Blair Witch Project on the moon. And NASA didn't like this, but, like, poor NASA knew that if they – I mean, they're smart. They know the rule of the internet and the rule of censorship. As soon as you try to distance yourself from from something or suppress something that is, you know, sounds bad about you, more of it is going to come out. And so they decided to not sever ties. Um, so you know they wanted to be more like bus, but by not doing so, you know, they kind of had to swallow the fact that they were kind of affiliated with this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> um, yeah but I mean this does take me to the notion of aliens in Mars and I wouldn't say on Mars and I wouldn't say necessarily that there are aliens there now, although that's more possible than them being on the moon. However, I I definitely believe that there was life on Mars at some point i mean mars had oceans vast oceans apparently you know water usually carries i mean well water doesn't mean life but water definitely carries life and you know we started in water as very very tiny microorganisms so if it was going to start anywhere on any of our solar system planets it would have to be mars because it's the only one that we know that had viable oceans at some point oceans in which life could grow if it came about somehow we still don't know how life comes about, um but I don't know about like little green yeah. Martians, so <laughs> um anyway, yeah, there's spider there's spider um spider aliens on the moon, and they're gonna eat you, you <laughs> what go, that ten.
1: was the end. I wanna hear more, okay, it's fine, <laughs> yeah, I just feel. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, like, what do you want to hear about? Like, I can tell you more about the theory, but, like, I mean, I already said myself, like, I don't know about this. (laughs) I just kind of wanted to, like, throw that out there, but I don't really believe in it. But, like, if you want to know more, like, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, like, they went to the moon. Um, they got killed by aliens. Um, Some people say that NASA um, actually, like, you know, obviously has the footage of this, and that somehow they obtained one of the alien specimens. I'm not sure how. Maybe they sent another mission. I am very confused. Or that maybe the mission, one of the astronauts, one of the three or four that they sent out that they did survive, and that they were able to obtain some kind of sample of one of the aliens. I'm not sure how big these aliens were. If they put an alien in a jar, or if they just cut, like, an arm off, I'm not sure. And that NASA does have the these like samples to work with to analyze to study. Um that's the actual end of the theory and that once they had that they had no reason to continue the Apollo missions. Yeah. So I mean yeah, I don't know about that chief, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean that's definitely it's interesting. I I don't know. I what if we have an episode where we just like use movies? That have, like, been released and pretend like that's actual history. And see how the world would actually look. Because, like, <laughs> what is that movie, The Martian, with that dude with the forehead? Who is that guy? <laughs>
0: the what head? What did you say? The dude
1: with the forehead? Matt Damon. That's oh, the dude is. with
0: the forehead. What What's, what's wrong with his forehead?
1: I don't know. It's just, it's a very noticeable forehead. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, that's how I identify him. Um, Matt Damon. Yes. That's funny. So maybe he's on mars while apollo (laughs) is getting annihilated (laughs) by aliens i
0: mean yeah i mean you know we don't know um okay you go next
1: okay so this is going to be a little bit more sciencey which is kind of why i was like oh spook me andre but it's okay this is kind of spooky in its own right (laughs) um i remember telling you about this yesterday and i i made a really gross joke so (laughs) this is about the dark flow
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay,
1: so I found this under a listicle. We love listicles, don't we, Andre?
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) So
1: the 10 spookiest unsolved mysteries in space. um, This was published on Sci-Fi Wire by Elizabeth Rain. Um, So I'm going to read fully this paragraph that she wrote because I really like it. So here we go. There is an invisible hand grabbing at the Milky Way's proverbial shirt collar in the dark. Go ahead and imagine it as grotesque as possible, with warts, claws and all, because what it could be doing is infinitely scarier. Something out there is possibly exerting an unnaturally strong gravitational pull that is slowly dragging our galaxy towards inevitable doom. Dark flow was the identifier given to this mysterious force by astronomers who just had to give it a dark name in homage to every other unexplained thing in the universe. Science believes this disembodied hand belongs to something else that may or may not exist. Cosmic megastructures, for instance. These theoretical bodies are supposedly lurking beyond the visible horizon and using the force of gravity exerted by their mammoth size to drag us somewhere unknown. Thankfully, their existence also remains unknown. Okay. So what do you think so far?
0: Um, I think God just put on the invisibility cloak (laughs) and is pinching the universe's ass because he's a creep.
1: Maybe. That's a good theory. I mean, it's better than anything I've come (laughs) up with yet. And
0: and when he does it, he accidentally, like, takes little chunks off and the chunks disappear. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, so um, to get more science-y, we're just going to go back to Wikipedia for this, our trusted-pedia. So in astrophysics, dark flow is a theoretical non-random component of the peculiar velocity of galaxy clusters. Do you know what that means? Because I sure don't. Um, The actual measured velocity- Um, no. The actual measured velocity is the sum of the velocity predicted by Hubble's law- plus a possible small and unexplained or dark velocity flowing in a common direction. So the motion of these galaxy clusters um, with respect to the cosmic microwave type background are randomly distributed in all directions. So basically when they're talking about the the invisible hand pulling us or pushing us in a direction, that's what's talking about. There's something that we can't quite explain yet, the dark flow that is pushing <laughs> our these clusters of our galaxy in in multiple directions with no actual understanding of where they're going or why it's happening it's just this force um, and so um let's see there is evidence of this some um, astronomers alexa alexander kashlinsky f atrio bandarella and d kosevsky and h ebling found evidence of a surprisingly coherent 600 to 1,000 kilometer kilometer flow of clusters toward a 20 degree patch of sky um between mm-hmm. two constellations <laughs> and they're just like well why is this why is this occurring and so some researchers had suggested yeah. that the motion this push slash pull may be remnant of no longer visible regions of the universe prior to inflation so what that means is after the Big Bang, when the universe became transparent, um, the the stuff that exploded and was destroyed, that could potentially be pushing us through, if that makes sense. Um, hmm. It's like an invisible universe. It's pushing us apart. Um, but we wouldn't be able to see
0: um, it. Uh, are, are you a songwriter now? I'm...
1: <laughs> Am I a what?
0: Are you a songwriter now? What is that? An invisible universe that is pushing us apart. A songwriter!
1: Oh, I understand what you're saying. I thought you said thong writer. I'm like, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they think that the dark flow is flowing towards the Centaurus and Hydra constellations um this corresponds with the direction of the great attractor, which is a gravitational mystery as well which was discovered in 1973 so the great attractor was thought to originate from a massive cluster of galaxies called the Norma cluster um, located 250 million light years away from Earth that you know it, it's it's stuff is being attracted to it um. And that brings in the other question of why is everything going towards these constellations and the Great Attractor? What is there? Like, are we going to reach the end of it and we just fall into a pit of non-existence?
0: Ooh. Gothy. I love it.
1: I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. So, let me just see if I can decipher this. So, in a study from March 2010... Kalinsky extended his work from 2008, and he doubled the number of galaxy clusters observed from the original 700. So possibly 1,400 galaxy clusters moving in this dark flow and being pushed by something. Um, and so, with over a 1,000 being measured, some as distant as 3 billion light years, Kalinsky claims that these measurements show that the universe's steady flow is not a statistical fluke, it's something that's actually happening. And he says, at this point, we don't have enough information to see what it is or to constrain it. We can only say with certainty that somewhere very far away, the world is very different than what we see locally. Whether it's another universe or a different fabric of space-time, we don't know. Mm. So, some people think that this invisible force, this dark flow, is just... Uh, not I don't want to say the upside down but something like that like a parallel universe that's running with ours and that's why it's it's we can't see it but it's constantly affecting us and pushing us towards these this direction and the reason they think that is because it's potentially reminiscent of other galaxies that were exploded or destroyed or even just you know um, whatever was reminiscent of the Big Bang. So it's it's because where would something... Where does non-existent stuff go in space? Because space is already nothing. And then we also learn that this flow is also supposedly nothing, but it's not nothing because it's, it's moving us. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a big monster hand pushing us towards something. Maybe it's a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's... An alternate universe I don't know
0: I mean if I had to get all paranormal I would say it like I said I mean maybe it's not the hand of God maybe it's just like the hand of the devil like pushing us towards I don't know like a black hole pit but in all reality it probably is just um, I don't know I, it's just uh, like part of the mystery of dark matter like it's literally the shit that we can't see but that we know is present in the universe because it pulls like it has gravitational pulls in all sorts of directions and like yeah it, like there's another other way that you can explain those gravitational pulls in all sorts of directions unless there was not mass there that you just can't see and so it's most likely that in a really big scale um
1: yeah. yeah i don't know i just find that really fascinating i feel like it like i said if you can't see it then it could be anything and so i like to imagine everything crazy possible Um,
0: I mean, it is really fascinating because, like, maybe it's you. you, you, I mean, like you said, you can literally think of anything because you can't see it, and that's kind of spooky and really curious, really peculiar. But go ahead.
1: What if it's the souls of every living creature and human being that's ever existed in our galaxy? It just becomes this dark matter that pushes us.
0: That's what I'm saying. You really can think of anything. I love that, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> um that's really that's really spooky really creepy i i i, I kind of go with that um i i found out about um have you ever read andy weir's short story the egg
1: um i don't think so
0: okay it's good i'll send it to you but um it basically it's like an interpretation of what happens after you die that is really fucking bonkers um uh I'm going to get into, like, a whole thing if I talk about it now. So maybe I'll mention it in some other episode or I'll just send it to you. But um, it's really interesting. It made me think of that when you mentioned, like, mm, maybe that's what happens. Maybe souls are just, you know, that's where they become dark matter. That's a really interesting yeah. interpretation. Very original. Um, uh, I guess I can quickly go. I like really like what you brought up, by the way. Um, I Again, I think it's just, like, it, it just has to do with dark matter. probably has just a very, like, scientific explanation. But not one that we understand yet so it's still really interesting yeah because you know like well i can say oh it's dark matter we don't actually understand like dark matter itself we just know it's a thing that very likely exists but literally like we can't see it so we can't study it we just assume it exists (laughs) because we can't otherwise explain what the fuck is happening but we don't actually know it just so everyone is clear um so i mean for all we know shannon could be right it could be fucking spirits um so, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm very seldom okay. right about anything, though. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
0: So I, I'm i going to go over this other um, little case that I wanted to talk about. This one is a little more scientific. It's still, like, very on the alien side, though, of course. And it is about Oumuamua. Did you hear about this when it happened? The um, um, The meteor... Uh, that was, like, an alien spacecraft that people thought was an alien spacecraft?
1: Mm, no.
0: <laughs> um, uh, actually, I don't think you call these, I think you call them asteroids until, no, wait. A meteor is a thing, and then when it enters orbit, it becomes a meteorite, um, <laughs> and an asteroid is something different. Yeah. Um... I can't believe the article also doesn't, like, mention exactly what it is. It just says this mysterious object. But I'm going to call it... I don't want to sound dumb. I'm going to call it an asteroid. Um, no, fuck that. I'm going to call it a meteor. So, the meteor, Oumuamua, <laughs> in late 2017, this was a meteor. This was a thing that happened. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture. But it was this cigar-shaped object. The cigar-shaped... Well, I guess that's why they don't call it meteor, because they literally don't know if that's what it is. The whole article is about, like, what if it's a spacecraft? Yeah. Um, so, this alleged meteor called Oumuamua, in late 2017, it was, you know, passing through a solar system. It's the first interstellar object for, that we have recorded in human history, you know, that we've been able to record since we've had technology to do so, that, as far as we know, has ever crossed into our solar system. No shit from interstellar space ever penetrates our solar system (laughs) but this singular oh my god this singular thing did and of course the one thing that does is shape super fucking weird has constant acceleration for like a hundred days or something stupid like that sorry like a hundred kilometer constant acceleration for like 30 days if i remember correctly which is really strange for an object to have a constant acceleration that doesn't change for that long. If I understand the physics of this correctly, and someone correct me if I'm being stupid or wrong. But basically, the one object that from interstellar space that enters our solar system, of course, it is super weird. It travels in a weird way. It has a weird trajectory. It sped up as soon as it passed the sun, almost like heading towards us just to explore, though. It never really got close to Earth, which is why some people think that it is a probe. Um <laughs> I don't know what to think of this. It's just... It's fucking crazy, Shannon. Like, I need to send you a picture. This thing is the size of a football stadium. And it is shaped like a cigar. Like, it's not very wide. And it's very long. Um, it looks like... Yeah, like... A, like a big-ass stick meteor. <laughs> uh, and so... <laughs> I was waiting for that. And, and, and so... Um... A, uh, a couple of Harvard researchers were saying that they thought that this could be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth's vicinity by an alien civilization in order to study us. Um, and the guy who said this, his name is um, Abby Loeb. He is the chairman of Harvard's Astronom- 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 Astronomy Department. I'm leaving that in. And co-author of a Astronom- paper. Yeah, <laughs> <the> astronomal <laughs> Department. Um, and also the co-author of a paper that talked about this very thing that they wrote from Harvard. So it's not just some student at Harvard. And even if it was, you know, a student at Harvard, that's pretty admirable. That person probably has a good intellect. It's not that. He is the head of the university's astronom- astro- oh my God, astronomy department. Um, and he was saying this stuff alongside a colleague that basically they thought it could be a probe. They didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have you know, like definite evidence. But they certainly had some evidence that was purely scientific. So what they were saying was evidence-based to an extent. Um, they had to say that because there were people that were ridiculing them because they were saying, like, you know, like, you lack evidence. Like, when you lack evidence, you should be looking for more evidence instead of finding, like, ways that you can fit a hypothesis into, into those, like, gaps of evidence. And, and Lo, the original author mm-hmm. of the paper, was responding with, like, listen, what I have is in conjecture. It's purely scientific. It's evidence-based. Uh, evidence-based and he said um, this quote that I like a lot that I got from this NBC article the guy said I follow the maxim of Sherlock Holmes when you have excluded the impossible whatever remains however improbable must be the truth and that's kind of the the maxim that he's that he's taking in regards to this topic about the how do you pronounce this again that omuamua object we'll call it um that you know although it seems very improbable given that he has you know some evidence and he uses scientific method to reach his conclusions that what he's saying however improbable must be the truth you know he's not saying it is the truth but like it could very well be and i you know i read more into the paper that they actually put out it's it's interesting but it's like a lot of jargon and it's hard to condense but basically they were saying the things that i mentioned at the beginning right that it's the first interstellar object to enter a solar system that it is shaped in a very 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 strange manner um it i mean literally looks like a cigar and that its trajectory um was very strange um that for example like you know it was going at like a certain speed but then like once it passed around the sun it's almost as if the sun like it's almost as if it was a light sail the paper mentioned that it's almost as if this spacecraft like anytime it approaches a strong source of light it like almost like takes up speed and that's what it seemed to do once it circled around the sun and then started heading towards earth at a faster speed than it was traveling before um and then you know as it was heading to earth it was this weird kind of thing where it was like almost like heading straight and then it took like like a (laughs) <laughs> it, it like turned a little as as if to not like touch earth at all. So and That's then so it left weird. and now it's exited our solar or no, sorry, it hasn't. It's exited like our um like our immediate view like we can't see it with um telescopes anymore. Um but it is going to be in the solar system for like a a long time, but the point is that like, you know, it passed us humans. And that and but when we when we saw it though, we were certainly perplexed. I remember reading a lot of headlines about it and I thought at the time, and I still certainly think now, that this thing was a spacecraft, and if not a full-on crew spacecraft, at least it was a probe, like something. It was something. Um,
1: that um doesn't that kind of remind you of that case that I covered for one of the UFO episodes where it was like the USS Nimitz, I think they were flying over the ocean, and yes. it's like a cigar-shaped aircraft.
0: Yes, dude. I mean, like this is. This is different just because, like, the meteorite, you could tell that it was, like, made of rock. Well, I think, really, it was just the outside that was made of rock. So, it looked like a meteor. But, Mm. other than that, yeah, same shape.
1: Interesting.
0: So, Mm. I know. I mean, what I am presenting is conjecture. Like, (laughs) I I don't have any proof that, like, aliens disguise their spacecrafts as meteors. Like, I don't know. But, I don't know, dude. It was just fucking weird. It was just really fucking weird. Like, <laughs> why that one thing? And why does it look so weird? And yeah. why did it do the things that it did? Um, anyway. So, I mean... Go ahead. What?
1: I I mean, I stan. I stan aliens. So, I maybe they were just coming to visit. Maybe they wanted the best tacos in the galaxy. And they knew where to come, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, as as Omamua was, like, passing through Earth, they, like... They, they teletransported one or two or a couple of their crew just like mm-hmm. eat really good tacos and then they like you know like beam me up scotty back into their spacecraft and they, they like <laughs> left like they like, went on their way like beyond earth <laughs> that's funny yeah so well,
1: well that was interesting
0: yeah yeah that's what i have it's really interesting um listen whether or not they on the moon <laughs> or whether or not it's spiders Aliens are fucking real, okay? Aliens are fucking real, and even if they're not here, they're gonna be here soon. They're gonna visit. It's gonna be a party. It's gonna be a fucking rave. We're gonna take them to Area Fifty One for drinks, or not. I don't know. Um, they're a thing. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Uh, hopefully they'll visit us, you know, for fun, for some again, mean, You know what hopefully I'm Hopefully
0: they'll visit you. Because well, I love the idea of aliens. Like I've told you before, I'm a big wuss, and I hate the idea of them actually like visiting me (laughs) or abducting me. Like I don't want that. I don't want to live through that. But you know, you go ahead and you party with them.
1: What would you say if I told you that I'm an alien and I've been an alien all along?
0: I'd be like, wow, I am underwhelmed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should be insulted. (laughs) Should I? because on one hand it's like yeah you're right but because it's like what am i doing with my time that's like alien worthy but on the other hand it's like eh.
0: oh but maybe i should be i should be impressed because you convinced me that you were a human you know
1: yeah that's true see yeah but have you ever really stopped to think about whether or not i'm human or did you just accept it
0: um i mean no because i know you're an android in human skin (laughs) um and like, I mean, I'm okay with that. You know, I still love you. You're my friend. But no, I don't really sit down and think about that.
1: <laughs> wow. So, okay. That's fine. I did think that you treated me differently than other people. But apparently it's just because you know that I'm an android.
0: Yeah, I already know that. So I'm th- oh, glad we cleared no, the air. Um... <laughs> Must power down. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh wait oh shit she's, she's she's powering now we have to end the episode she she only charges for like an hour and 10 minutes at a time everyone so we have to end this <laughs> um uh well <laughs> thank you for listening um if you have any ideas for episode 35 wow 35 uh, Britney Spears is 35. Anyway, <laughs> if you have any topic ideas for episode 35, please DMM to us at TalkScary. Uh, or just you know tweet us, leave us a comment on any of our posts. We don't care. Just let us know of your ideas. And um, uh, if you haven't already, drop us a review on, well, really, any podcast listening platform, but especially uh, Apple Podcasts. I know that's what a lot of people use. Um, and you can find us on uh, all podcast listening platforms. We are on... Um, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, everywhere. Um, anything else?
1: Yeah, take a look at the moon tonight. Take some time to just think about what's really up there, you know?
0: Or don't. Um, have you ever heard of that, like, Reddit, like, no sleep story, don't look at the moon?
1: Obviously, you told me about it.
0: Oh, I did? (laughs) Wait, is that what you were saying? Am I being fucking stupid?
1: (laughs) You like forced me to like watch it too. I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, everyone go watch that. (laughs) Oh, I
0: did. Uh, No, no one watched that. It's terrifying. But anyway, look at the moon or don't. I don't know. If you die, we're not liable. The Mothman is real. Aliens are real. Free Britney. And thank you for listening, everyone. We love you till next week. Good night.
1: Free Britney. Bye.